Hi, this is your host, Ryan, and I'm here today with our special guest, Dr. Beverly Yates. Dr. Beverly is an expert on weight loss and women's health, including PCOS weight loss. She has over two decades of clinical experience. She's a caring doctor and a lifelong athlete as well. And in her former career as an MIT-educated electrical engineer, Dr. Beverly was a problem solver. And now as a doctor, she continues to use that same problem-solving skill to help other women solve their weight loss problems. And in today's interview, which is part of Dr. Beverly's PCOS Weight Loss Tips series, we're going to be talking about why the time of day that you eat matters when it comes to PCOS weight loss. Dr. Beverly, welcome to the call, and thanks so much for being here. Hey, always my pleasure. My pleasure. Glad to do it. Cool. So let's talk in general terms. Mm-hmm. Does the time of day that your meals are eaten, if you're a woman who suffers from PCOS, does that affect your ability to lose PCOS-affiliated weight? You know what? Yes. Yes, it does. It really does matter, too, in a big way. A lot of folks don't know this. Um, in fact, many women who have PCOS and who struggle with weight loss-related concerns don't realize this key factor. It gets overlooked a lot. For a woman with PCOS who wants to lose weight, if she has a hectic day, you know, she's running around, doing lots of things, and winds up missing meals, she's likely to eat most of her calories late in the day. You know, it's kind of like trying to play catch-up from having not eaten enough earlier in the day. And this is not good. And, you know, what a setup that is for constant failure and continued frustration with losing PCOS pounds. So if you're a woman who's looking for success with PCOS weight loss, can you eat late in the day, like an hour before bedtime or less, or do you need to eat earlier than that? Oh, goodness, no. Eating an hour or less before bedtime is a disaster. It's a huge mistake to make. And you know what? It's really a common mistake, too. Um, it's, it's just a no-no. In fact, in an online survey I'm leading at this time, you know, I'm talking to women with PCOS from all over, and I'm surprised at how many women don't know about this. You know, but think about it. Do you take in most of your calories late in the day? Do you give your body any time, really, to burn those calories before you go to bed? The answer is no, not really. Eating late in the day leads to weight gain, especially gaining fat. <clears throat> Eating late in the day is how you turn on the weight gain switch. If you want to turn the weight gain switch off, then eat most of your calories earlier in the day and not at bedtime, or excuse me, and not at dinner time. So in other words, there's two parts here. Shift the calories to the front end of the day, to breakfast, lunch, midday, that's fine, and don't have most of your calories uh, at dinner time. Then you want dinner time to be away from bedtime. It seems like there's – I have this visual in my mind, and this may be wrong, so correct me if it, if, if it is wrong. But it's almost like you know, you, a calorie enters your body, and during the day, you give it two choices. One is it can be stored as fat, mm-hmm. as weight, or it can have the option of being burned. Mm-hmm. But if you eat right before bed, there's no option to burn it. So the only option for that calorie is what? To be stored. Right. Effectively. That's, That's accurate. So what happens if you're not hungry when you wake up in the morning? Because I know a lot of women in my life, you know, my, my wife and, and, and my mother, we talk about this all the time. Um, I'm someone who eats a big breakfast, but they're not hungry in the morning. Mm-hmm. Is it okay to skip breakfast or is that bad? Uh, that's bad. That's bad. And for a lot of folks, when they first wake up that, you know, they're not hungry and they go, ah, that means I don't need to eat. And that's just a big mistake, you know. Um, it's common, but it's a problem. And it, it's not okay as a result, though, to skip breakfast. You know, the word breakfast is break fast, right? Because when you haven't eaten overnight, that's essentially a fast for the body. So to break your fast, to have breakfast, 
gets the metabolism going and says, hey, you know, we're in calorie burn mode. We have to fuel our day, you know, and you don't need to feel bad about it, right? It's okay if you're not hungry when you first wake up. If your habit is to eat late in the day, though, shortly before going to bed, then of course you're going to wake up not feeling very hungry. That's much more likely. But once you shift your habits and start eating most of your calories in the earlier part of the day, it's quite likely that you will start to wake up feeling hungry. Your fast will have been extended for a longer period of time. So the bottom line is this. It's not okay to skip breakfast. This is one of the most common mistakes that all people losing to weight, looking to lose weight make, including women with PCOS-related weight issues. Skipping breakfast leaves your body without the fuel it needs for the day's activities, and it puts your metabolism, which is your ability to burn calories for energy, it puts it behind even as your day begins. You've already started out, you know, going backwards, if you will. It's the wrong way to start out your day. So I say to folks, look, eat breakfast. Prepare it the night before if you've got time pressure. Have a clear plan for breakfast and make sure you eat your breakfast. You don't skip it if you want PCOS weight loss success. Very interesting. Now, Beverly, I know when you and I have talked in the past, um, you mentioned to me that you, you get asked a question a lot by the women who are looking to lose weight, suffering from PCOS, and that's when they eat late in the day, they aren't usually hungry when they wake up. Mm-hmm. So what happens if they just ignore all the principles you've been talking about, about timing the meals? Does it affect their odds of success with PCOS weight loss? Yes, indeed. It does affect their uh, odds of success. You know, PCOS weight loss is tough enough. Why put yourself at it further jeopardy of not being able to be successful, right? So... Um, with that, if you ignore those principles, you know, you really risk what you're doing. So if you eat late in the day, you're probably not going to awaken feeling hungry, and that's a typical consequence, right, of eating late in the day. If you ignore these principles entirely about the timing of your meals, you do so at your own peril. You risk continued failure at PCOS weight loss. You may be cheating yourself out of the opportunity to experience success with PCOS weight loss, such wonderful success. It could be something as straightforward as this simple suggestion that finally makes the difference in losing weight. This is especially true if you're over the age of 38 years old. You know, the thing over the years I've told people, this is the one thing they're like, wow, now I'm finally having some success. It it didn't occur to them they couldn't go to bed right after eating a heavy meal (laughs) and then lose weight, right? What a disaster. It doesn't work. Right, right. It's hard, too, if you've been used to operating a certain way for years. It just kind of becomes a habit that's ingrained, and sometimes the key is you have to find a way to break that habit. Yeah, yeah. What about skipping breakfast? Does skipping breakfast affect your odds of success with PCOS weight loss? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question, Ryan. Thanks for asking it. You know, I'm a big breakfast eater too um, and have been for a very long time. And yeah, skipping breakfast definitely affects your odds of success with PCOS weight loss. You know, again, from the online survey results that I'm having and, and talking to women from all over and working with PCOS sufferers over the years, I've learned that quite a number of women with PCOS make this mistake of thinking that following basic weight loss rules that work for most folks will, of course, unfortunately, based on their experience, not work for them, since so much of what goes with having PCOS means that the body has an abnormal response to what usually works for most people, right? Their strategies for losing weight. So they think this piece doesn't apply. And that's a mistake. Skipping breakfast, even if you have PCOS weight problems, really is a problem. It's important to start your day with energy, and eating your breakfast engages your metabolism when it's ready to burn the food you eat as fuel. Eating breakfast makes it more likely that your metabolism is not, I repeat, not as likely to be in fat storage mode early in the day. Similarly, eating late in the day is when your metabolism is likely to be in fat storage mode. That's why you don't want to eat most of your calories late in the day. Doing that is part of the recipe for gaining weight and increasing body fat. 
specific herbs and supplements, along with some certain nutrition and diet choices, good sleep habits, like we've talked about and will continue to talk about in this podcast series, and other lifestyle elements can help make a PCOS sufferer to really take charge of the weight loss results and make it much more likely she's going to experience success. Well-deserved success, I might add. PCOS weight loss folks work so hard. It's good to be able to get what you're coming for when you want results, you know? So I put together a helpful guide called the Ultimate PCOS Weight Loss Herbs and Supplement Guide, which covers some of these issues in depth. To sign up for the email list or to buy this guide, you can go to www.pcosweightlosstips.com for more information. And anyone listening to this, I, I definitely highly recommend checking that out because, you know, we only have a little, little bit of time today to, to cover as much as possible. And, and Beverly goes into so much more depth and detail, you know, with some step-by-step instructions and, and exactly what to do in detail um, in that guide. So I can't recommend it highly enough. So, Beverly, are there any other risks that you need to be worried about when it comes to eating lots of food late in the day, like just before bedtime? Yes, you know, yes. And it's an interesting question, too. And it's got a surprising answer. So let's check this out. If you eat late in the day, you increase the risk of having the following illnesses and diseases. Heartburn absolutely is related to this phenomenon. What's called GERD, G-E-R-D, stands for gastroesophageal reflux disease. Certainly, it follows that. Type 2 diabetes, for, for some people, eating food late in the day, particularly if it's carbohydrate rich, is more likely to make that a risk factor for a number of reasons. We won't cover that in this podcast. We'll get into the crossover between PCOS and type 2 diabetes in a different podcast because that absolutely deserves its own, its own, its own moment, <laughs> that's for sure. Heart attacks, certainly an increased incidence in that case. And of course, like we've been discussing here, weight gain, relentless kinds of weight gain too, and can lead therefore to obesity, which can become severe, leading to morbid obesity. I've been surprised how many of the women, although maybe I shouldn't be, but of the women who've been responding to online survey, a significant number have been saying that they are 100 or more pounds overweight, so they're morbidly obese. And it just tells me that, you know, these lifestyle elements are every bit as important as the kind of food and the quality of food. You know, all these pieces have to come together so they really can heal. Otherwise, this goes on, you know, so that's the risk. And there's other health problems, but those are the most common ones for eating late in the day. And, you know, it's not worth it. Eat your final meal of the day well before your bedtime. Ideally, it's at least three hours before bedtime, it's best to eat your final food for the day, even at four to five hours before you go to bed. If you really want to supercharge your weight loss results and have success, don't even make it three hours before bedtime. Eat your dinner four to five hours before you go to bed. This simple habit hugely helps with losing weight. And this simple habit of eating your final meal of the day well before bedtime is part of what is critical to the success in maintaining weight loss once you've had some success. This is how you take it off. This is how you keep it off. What advice do you have for someone who they're listening to this and they say, that makes perfect sense, totally understand it, I'm on board. Um, eat four hours before going to bed. So if you go to bed at, you know, call it 11 o'clock at night, you know, you eat at seven, don't eat anything else. But what happens when you have a, you know, kind of like hunger strikes where you've got, you know, it's maybe eight, eight thirty, maybe nine o'clock at night and you have that urge to, have something as a snack. What what advice would you have for someone who maybe struggles with that kind of issue? Yeah, I'd say two things. One is to make sure that their dinner is rich in fiber because fiber is so filling and satisfying. So I would absolutely emphasize the um, vegetables at dinner. You know, like have a salad, have steamed or, or cooked gently cooked vegetables along with a, a hearty protein. 
you know, and call it good. Um, if they're having hunger pangs and that kind of strategy doesn't work, maybe they could have some hot tea or iced tea, depending on your time of year and where you live, <laughs> either one. But something that's, that's fun, that's festive, but isn't packed with calories um, would be usually a way to, to work with feeling satisfied. Green tea is great for appetite control. The only problem with green tea, and really it's a minor one, but if you're sensitive, here's the deal. If you have a problem with caffeine, you just need to know that green tea does contain some caffeine. So use a decaffeinated green tea. You know, in other words, if the caffeine is going to keep you up and then the, the sleep loss is going to affect your weight loss, right? You go from one problem to the other. So get a decaf green tea or the herbal green teas. Um, but otherwise, I think that that can really be helpful if you're having those hunger pangs. Don't, whatever you do, give in to the urge to have chips. There's a whole other phenomenon, which we've covered a little bit in some other podcasts, that if you stay up late, like our sleep-related podcasts, um, and then that mini course in the email series, you know, I talk about what happens if you don't go to bed on time. And you stay up later, and your body wants you to eat more, and it wants you to eat specifically carbohydrates, because now one of your hormones, cortisol, is screaming at you, and it wants to be fed. So if you are listening to this series or if you have thinking about signing up for this series, please do. You're going to learn a lot because I really try to explain to people why the carbo chip sweets monkey gets on people's back. It's not bad. It's not like you're a bad person or something. Like you have, you know, no willpower. This is actual physiology and biochemistry that is now shifting and you can shift it back, but you need to know what's happening. That's part of what I go into in the herbs and supplements guide and why I packaged it up and made it available as a product so people could actually access it from wherever they're at. Because once you understand what's going on, you can take charge of it. It's hard to take charge of something you don't understand. Yeah, no, that's so true. I'll leave one, la one last uh, uh, little tidbit to mention before we sort of move on here. When you're talking about different teas to try, um, you know, it's funny. I myself am one of these people that struggle with the urge to, you know, snack if I'm working late at night or mm -hmm. something like that. And I'll tell you what did it for me. What? So anyone listening to this might want to give this a shot. Peppermint tea. <laughs> Peppermint tea and spearmint tea. Yeah. And the reason why is because there's enough flavor in it that it almost sort of fools you that you're having something to eat. It kind of is reminiscent of having, um, you know, like a either a piece of gum or, uh, you know, a, a, a you know mint dessert of some sort. Um, so there's a little bit of, of flavor to it. And for whatever reason, that was enough for me to kind of uh, – quench that appetite at night and uh, be able to follow Beverly's rules. So, um, and, uh, it, it's, it's available usually at the grocery store in the, in the, in the tea section. And there's a company out there that sells, um, uh, they call it, I forget the, the, the technical term. You're going to know this better than me, Beverly. It's called like farm, not pharmacological tea, but it's a, it's a pharmacopal, uh, quality there's a certain yeah. grade that yeah, they that is. they describe it pharmacopia yeah yeah pharmacopia yeah exactly so um I, anyone listening that you know might be worth that might yeah. be worth a shot that's a great idea so, that's a great idea so uh we're talking about ideal meal times what are the what are the ideal what's an ideal meal time uh oh. for eating meals if you want to lose pcos weight yeah you know, let's talk about timing because, um, you know, if you have an idea of what the timing is for eating meals, this, this is another piece of just knowledge that you can then incorporate. Because it's one thing to know stuff. It's another thing to do stuff. So I want people to know stuff and hopefully motivate them so then they can go do it. So ideally, right, you're going to get up, you're going to eat your breakfast within about one hour of getting up for the day. Now, it's okay if you don't eat within 10 minutes of getting up. I don't think that's practical for most people. Some of us are kind of groggy when we first awaken. But within one hour of getting up is fine. 
you know, fuel the day. Want to have a good day? Fuel it. You know, give yourself some energy. So unless you're on a specific exercise plan that requires you to work out just after you wake up and before you eat, then the best time is to have that breakfast within that first hour of getting up, okay? Mm-hmm. For lunch, you want to eat that about midday, roughly four to five hours after you've eaten your breakfast. And by then, you should be feeling hungry. That would be normal. And make it the most calorie-dense meal of the day. It's great for lunch to have the most calories. If you prefer it's breakfast, that's fine. It doesn't have to be lunch. But if your lunch tends to be lightweight and a lot of people don't, excuse me, if your breakfast tends to be lightweight and a lot of people don't eat that much at breakfast time, make sure you are packing your food, calories, density into your lunch time. Get it in you then. And if you find that eating lunch four to five hours after eating your breakfast is too long of a stretch for you without eating something and it's going to you know, wreck your plans and now you're going to go and eat ridiculous stuff, it's okay to have a small mid-morning snack. That's fine. And then, of course, be sure to eat your lunch. Don't skip it. Have a plan for lunch. Then eat your dinner, of course, like we said before, at least three hours before bedtime. But ideally, eat dinner four to five hours before bedtime. And this gives your digestive system plenty of time to process your meal before you go to sleep. It helps to restore a more normal metabolism that burns your food for energy rather than just stores it as fat. And women with PCOS weight loss know how efficient their body is at turning everything they take in into fat. So if we talk for a moment specifically for women and girls that are dealing with PCOS weight issues, what's the number one thing that they need to know when it comes to the timing of their meals? Sure. You know, let's, let's, uh, let's join the real world here with this. I'm well aware as a naturopathic doctor that lifestyle elements are huge and that changing habits takes time. It's really true. Changing habits takes time. If you know you struggle with eating dinner earlier in your day, you're going to need to make some changes in order to set yourself up for success. So you're going to consciously have to set yourself up for success rather than accepting failure with this. So if you have a really full, crazy day ahead of you, you know, bring your dinner with you when you leave your home. That way, if work or school or other obligations take longer than you expect, you can still eat your dinner three to five hours before bedtime. There's a traffic jam, whatever's going on, even if you're not at home at that time. It also helps you to avoid grabbing whatever food is available, which typically is going to be fast, easy food late in the day. And it's likely to be quote-unquote fast food or junk food, which will definitely interfere with and probably sabotage your hard-won PCOS weight loss goals. So sit down and you write out a week's worth of dinner meal plans for yourself. Do any prep work for your dinner meal the night before, so all you have to do is put it together in order to make dinner the next day. And just like we discussed, be sure to finish eating all of your food for the day by three to five hours before your bedtime. On the front end of your day, if you know you struggle with eating breakfast, same idea. You want to set yourself up for success. Start by eating three to five hours um, before bedtime the night before, so you're more likely to awaken ready to eat. So as I'm saying, you're preparing for breakfast by making sure you've got your dinner in you early enough so that you're hungry for the breakfast. You know, Then you sit down, you write out a week's worth of breakfast meal plans for yourself. You do any prep work for breakfast uh, meals the night before, so all you have to do is put it together the next day that morning in order to make your breakfast happen. And if this is making sense to you, to cook or otherwise prepare your food the night before so all you have to do is eat it when you wake up, great. Now you see the connection between setting in motion the good habits that will make the difference for success. You know, Some breakfasts are pretty simple. You probably don't need to prep them in advance. Others, you might need to do that. Um, so like making sure if you're going to have eggs as part of your breakfast that you have enough eggs. You're not scrambling around trying to find the eggs. If you want to have uh, chopped onions and parsley and scallions and chives and fennel and other things in your omelet, great. But do all that prop te- that uh, chopping and prep work the night before. So all you have to do is assemble it, you know, and put it in your pan and you're good to go. 
It's so true. And then the one other thing that you made me think of, it's sort of like the advice that you get when it comes to shopping for groceries. You never want to shop for groceries on an empty stomach because <laughs> you'll buy a whole bunch of junk food. But if you shop on a full stomach, you'll tend to make healthier choices. For me personally, I found the same thing to be true with meal preparation, that if you prepare tomorrow's meals on a full stomach after dinner or whatever, then you're not compelled to go for the you know quick fix type you know chips in a bag type thing because uh, your, your brain isn't thinking like that. So I think the advice that you that you're giving here is really fantastic. Yeah, it's calming. And if, if if the person listening to this, you know, if you are a woman who suffers with anxiety, I'm telling you, this simple set of maneuvers, simple, it's powerful. Because now your body, your mind, your spirit knows you've got a plan. There's a part of you that relaxes. When you're relaxed, you're gonna make better food choices than when you're freaked out not knowing what you're doing. Really, it makes a difference. You'd be surprised. So what happens you when you you kind of you, you make some changes in your life you're on the straight and narrow mm-hmm. and then you slip up yep, yep. and fall back <laughs> into those old unhelpful habits like you know whatever it is skipping breakfast or eating dinner late uh, what advice do you have well number one right first here forgive yourself really it's all right everyone makes mistakes and we all have different kinds of mistakes we make but all of us make them that's just a that's that's a given that's part of you know the reality of being a human. You know, now that you know better, though, you have to choose to do better. So you get right back into the helpful, helpful habits of eating this way so that you can get the results you so richly deserve. Of course, you want to lose excess PCOS-related weight, and this can really help you if you do it day after day. It's your daily habits that, in part, help determine your health results. So you take charge of this aspect of PCOS weight loss and make sure you're eating in a way that honors and respects your health needs. You are absolutely worth it. So true. So true. Beverly, this was, as always, fantastic, jam-packed with so many useful tips and information. Uh, Thank you so much for being here. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. To learn more about Dr. Beverly Yates and her programs and to get a complimentary free report containing free weight loss tips and secrets, all specifically geared for women with PCOS, visit PCOSWeightLossTips.com. Once again, that's PCOS weightlosstips.com. Thanks so much for being with us here today. Take care.